Why, hello, friend. Another episode of Talking Football coming to you here. This is Justin Treese and Austin Cunningham. I'm doing a little backwards today. I don't want to lead the show today. I want Treese to. He has had a very enjoyable weekend of watching football, hanging out with his family, and I was a total bum. I'm going to take that back. I was not a bum. My focus was elsewhere this weekend. I had made a promise. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew exactly what happened this preseason of this weekend. I did watch the Chiefs game from a restaurant. Um, It was a very sloppy game, but we're not going to talk about that. We're past it. That's in the past. We're moving forward. Coming in, like I said, with a different intro, a little bit of a different feel. Lead us into what you have for us today, sir. Well, thank you, Austin. It did throw me off a little bit when you said my name first. I was like, wait, that's not how this goes. That's not how the first 45 episodes of this show went. So let's let's reverse for a second. But let's start out with some tree civia. We haven't done it in a little bit. Digging it, digging it. All right. This is a player A and player B. I want you to tell me which player is better. Do you have a pen and paper ready? Oh, absolutely. All right. Player A has played 145 games. Okay. Has 29 interceptions. Has three touchdowns. 139 pass deflections. And four forced fumbles. Player B has played 143 games. Has 35 interceptions, has 10 touchdowns, has 123 pass deflections, and has forced five fumbles. What was the first fo- uh, the first one on forced fumbles? Four. Four? Okay. Yes. So, Austin, okay. which player is better? I mean, I think it's pretty clear. It's the guy who's played less games, has more interceptions, more touchdowns, and more pass deflections, which no, is player less, B. He has less pass deflections. Excuse well, me. Less pass, def- less pass deflections. Let me, let me speak today with five forced fumbles. And that player has 143 games, like we said, and that player A has 145 games with 29-3, 4 Yes. Okay, so you're saying player B. Okay, yep. so who do you think player B is? I want to say Ed Reed, but I'm going to assume that it's not. It is not. These are both cornerbacks to help you out. And okay. player B is still playing, and player A just retired recently. Is player A Darrell Revis? Player A is Darrell Revis. Okay. Player B. There's no way it's Jalen Ramsey. There's no, no way. Nope. Of course, haha. He hasn't played that many games. Who's who's an older corner in the league, who's had at least 143 games and this many interceptions and has returned them for touchdowns? It's not going to be Richard Sherman. Not, not Patrick Peterson. Nope. An old who's an older corner still playing in the league? I mean, he's got to be a big name. He is. It's not going to be no. That's Earl Thomas is a safety. What division is he? Or what AFC or NFC? NFC, NFC West to be specific. Okay, so that's Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, and Forty ers 
Yep. It's not Richard Sherman. Nope. I I don't know. I'm lost. I feel like you're going to tell me the name, and I'm I'm honestly going to be shocked by the name. Hakeem Talib. Oh my God, he's on the Rams. Damn. I honestly, I forget he's still on the Rams. I forget he's on the Rams. I keep picturing him with the with the Broncos. I don't yeah. know why, but I do. Like I even remember watching him last week when they were in uh, the joint practice with the uh, with the Raiders, and I was like, "Wait, Talib's on the Rams? What the hell?" I thought he was still, on- and I have no idea why. Like I know, I know the teams in the NFL. I know he's not on Denver anymore because Chris Harris Jr. is the main corner there. But damn, Akeem Talib is player B. Yeah, crazy, huh? Wow. The dude just makes plays is my my whole point. I think we all agree, Revis. I mean, because I didn't do like how many yards people have given up in catches, right? I just mm-hmm. did the stats to skew it a little bit. But um, it just shows like how big of a playmaker he is at cornerback. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I need to pick up some energy on that because that is some massive stats. Like that, those are close, but yet they're not. Like they're that's a good separation between a guy that we already have labeled as, you know, a primetime pro or not primetime, excuse me, instant Hall of Famer, and then a keep to leave. I don't feel like anyone's hardly talking about in the same regard. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, there we yeah, go. No joke. Great, great tree civia there, man. That was that was good. Thank I'm, you. I'm shocked. Appreciate that. All right, let's move on to some news that happened over the weekend. This one shocked the shit out of me yesterday when I saw. I thought I read it wrong. The Buccaneers extended their GM till 2023. Five years. Five years. I thought that dude was getting fired like <laughs> six months ago. They they did. The, that's about when they did the extension. Like it was nowhere. There was no announcement of it. Like apparently they did this months ago. They did the extension was the report from that's my re- understanding. They did it in like April. Right. Is that what it said? I, I didn't see that. I just saw that they extended. Yeah, it. I saw it on the ble- uh, I got an alert. Excuse me. No free ads here from who I saw it from. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had the alert come in and I was like, holy cow, they did this that long ago and no one no one else had the story. Hopefully I can find it time here without taking up too much time. But I was laying in bed. I'd actually I slept in. So when I woke up and I rolled over and grabbed my phone, you know, that's the first thing all of us do in the morning is we wake up, we roll over, grab our phone and go, shit, that's really bright. Um, So I know I'm not alone there. But when the stack or when the notification came in, it just kind of hit me with a what the hell? Why why are they extending him like you said when he should probably be on the hot seat of being fired? Yeah. It's shocking to me. Yep, signed a contract extension shortly after Bruce Arians was hired as the head coach. Wow. Which was That's... months ago. I mean, that yeah. when did they do that? Dude, they did that in like January or February. <laughs> why has this why is just this now? God damn, I cannot fucking talk today. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> why is this just now hitting the news reel or stream? No fake social media. Why am I just now getting alerted? I'm struggling today, man. Talk about a long weekend. Long weekend. Long weekend of fun, let me tell you. <laughs> well, no, there's anyway. no sarcasm there. That sounds like sarcasm. No sarcasm. No it's sarcasm. not sarcasm. You were being serious. That's shocking. I, I'm just mind boggled. But all right. <clears throat> Another thing. I mean, the I, I want to interrupt this real quick. When they did hard knocks, 
and he was discussing drafting a kicker in the second round, the guy sounded like he had no idea like on how to justify that that was a good idea. We're going to draft a kicker in the second round. Who, I mean, at the time, yeah, maybe a steal. Janikowski was the only other kicker to be drafted that high. But this kid comes in as just an absolute bust. Not even in the NFL anymore. But watching Hard Knocks, he just doesn't look like one of those guys that should be dictating who's drafted and who, like, on the guy that's building a team. He just doesn't have that charisma with him. Yeah. It's, I mean, the dude's still sticking with Jameis Winston because he, because he's just like, hey, like, this was my guy. He must have a really good relationship with the owner where he's got some dirt. He's got some dirt on the owner. One of the two. Something like that. I hate to go there, but I mean, <laughs> but but he might. So, <laughs> yeah, um, hey, you're a Texas fan, so uh, you want to bring up this next one? Yeah, um, definitely shocking news. I remember when this was another one of those things where the notification came in and I read it, and it was just like, wait, what? Like this guy, Cedric Benson. News came out the other day that um, he was in an accident. And he had passed away, you know, thoughts and prayers to the family, to everyone that's a fan of the Longhorns, his family in specific, in particular. I think I just said specific wrong. I think I just said it wrong again. But in particular, to the guys that are related and that, you know, experienced playing with him, being around him, coaching him, watching him grow, his family, friends, and family, it's just... It's breaking news. It turns out it was a motorcycle accident is what happened. Um, I don't know how long he was in the hospital. I don't know if there's a possibility of them being able to save him. But the ultimate news is that he has passed. You know, a true Longhorn legend, a guy that came in the NFL and had some highlight plays, had some highlight runs and catches, and it's a life taken too soon, man. Absolutely. Moving on to some other news, CBA talk. There is real discussion that they're trying to expand the playoffs, and it sounds like both sides are all for it. Will be interesting to see what happens there. I would assume they would just go to eight each side rather than six. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. In what way do they do they do the extension? Like, do they add another game or do they add more teams? I think they would. I think what would make the most sense is just go eight, and then one and two just don't have buys anymore. Yeah, but I feel like, man, that really throws things off. Like, the whole point of being one and two is to get the bye week. Yeah. So, at that point, it doesn't matter. Like, that kind of takes away the win-loss there towards the end of the year. I mean, yeah, you're still fighting for a higher seed to play the worst team in the playoffs, but there's really no worst team. Like, if you're in the playoffs, you're there for a reason. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting how they work that out. But you think they take a preseason game away with that then as well? They would have to. They'd have to take two away. I would assume they take two. I would assume so. If you're playing a full another game, yikes! And maybe I'm just hoping that they just take two away. Even though, <laughs> like, I do think that the preseason's worth it, right? Like, I think that it's very important. But I also think that two games can you can figure a lot out in two games. I just that sounds great, but at the same time, so they're not lengthening the season. Then there's not going to be another game in the season. They're doing a playoff extension. I don't see any way that the players would be okay with 18 games plus another possibility of another playoff yeah. game. That's three more games. So you I think, think that they, they might. Have, they, 
Sorry. What if they threw in another bye week? So essentially, you get two bye weeks in a year. You get an extra game in the regular season. You get an extra playoff game. And if you're the one or two seed, you essentially get three bye weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. So right there is the boom, boom. There's plenty of breaks, plenty of health, you know, plenty of time to catch up within that week. I mean, those weeks off, they are tremendous for the players. Like, you can hear any player talk, you know, during a bye week right before, right afterwards. Like, that mental break in your body just getting an entire week and a half off is tremendous. Because when you go play from playing on a Sunday, your body's beat up. I mean, I remember this in particular, Jerome Bettis. Towards the end of his career, he would play on Sunday. He would be in his bed Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, he would finally have enough strength to get down the stairs and have dinner with his family. Thursday, Friday, he would be able to get a move the whole day. And then Saturday, he would be feeling fine. Sunday, play a game. And it would just repeat the whole year. I mean, you get a bye week. You get two bye weeks. That's huge for injuries. That's huge for teams gaining momentum if you've lost it. I mean, Andy Reid, his bye week win percentage is going to go up even more, which is tremendous. And then you throw that in the playoffs and, well, baby, let's go. Let's go. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm against that, honestly. I don't think I am either. I kind of like it. Kind of do. What Hate about? to say it. Hate to what say about? it. Oh, wow. Okay. Support. I love it. I love that. <laughs> uh, let's go do some games. So we're not going to recap every game this week. Uh, we've been saying that we're going to talk some fantasy, so we're going to focus on that at the end of this episode. So we're going to mainly just talk. We wanted to talk a lot about the rookie quarterbacks. We'll start out with Patriots-Titans. Austin, I feel like you should take this one because this is kind of your guy. Yeah, uh, Jarrett Stidham looked pretty damn good. I don't have his exact stats, but all I know is that Twitter was blowing up about him. Uh, dear good friend of mine, Mr. Mello. Uh, was asking the question, hey, are these good stats? Are these good plays? And let me tell you, yes, they are. Dude was looking good in the pocket, looked good making his progressions down the field, you know, throughout the play. Like, hey, no, no, yes, boom, put the ball in the spot. There we go, moving down the field. And I truly think that he is going to be the heir to the throne when it's all said and done at the end of Tom Brady's career. Because a lot of people thought it was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady said, hell no, I just caught my fifth wind. Let's, pull, let's roll with it. And Jerry Stidham's like, I don't know if you have a sixth win, but in case you don't, I'm right here. And I think Bill Belichick is probably liking that because he fits their style of quarterback. He looks good. He's got good size. He's got a really strong arm. Makes good reads. And if he's got an offensive line to protect him and weapons to throw to, I mean, holy shit, look out. The Patriots are just going to continue to be the Patriots. Because you brought him up, I have to do it. You see Jimmy G tonight? Uh, it's not looking good. Was he one for six? Yeah, was zero yards and one interception, and the, he had two more that literally went off of Denver's hands, defenders' hands. He legit thought he was the quarterback for the Denver Broncos tonight. Well, I know, I know at least it was because his <laughs> Joe Staley just decided not to fucking block. Or yeah. they got distracted by stunt. I know at least one of those, one of the possible interceptions was because of that. But uh, boy, my projection for potential MVP is looking pretty slim, man. Let me tell you, looking yeah. looking real small. Yeah. The worry is like he wasn't stepping into any of his throws. It was back foot leaning back, like he was scared that he was gonna get hit. 
which, like you said, he did get hit a few times early, and I, I think it was in his head. But, yeah, he looked really bad. But we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about rookie quarterbacks. Let's go to the Raiders and Cardinals. Cardinals, again, we've said it multiple times. They haven't been, they're not showing anything. They're not showing their, their offense and stuff. But at the same time, it's looking pretty bad. You you start to wonder, maybe you show a little bit. You might show your hand a little bit, but at least you're going to like get some confidence with your team because you, right now, you just got blown the fuck out by Nathan Peterman and Mike Glennon. Though, did you see the Raiders? They they were like twenty two for twenty five combined between the three quarterbacks. Yeah, Glennon didn't look that bad. I mean, he had a couple deep shots, and Peterman. I mean, I didn't really see much at the end there. See what he did, but I mean, Glennon looked like a, a starting quarterback. Now here here's my thing. We say the Cardinals aren't showing anything. Are the Raiders showing everything? Could be. Is Gruden just like, hey, this is what we do, and just wait till my starters are out here. Or is he just is he just a better play caller right now? You know what I mean? Is he just calling shots that are open? But like you said with the Cardinals, I did watch Kyler Murray's throws again. These are deep drops. Yeah. In the end zone. Like in your own end zone. Mm-hmm. At one point, like what was the ball on? The ten yard five yard, I don't even know. Inside their own ten. I don't know if they were in their own five. This dude is throwing two yards deep into the end zone for a four-yard out route. Yeah, for sure. It's unbelievable to me. That's not good. Not good at all. I have to ask. I think you just saw like a stat or something happen. I saw the look on your face. Am I wrong to ask? Yeah, I no, I... This is awkward. I dropped a piece of pizza, everybody. So that's my stat. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward, but thanks, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I thought I thought you were watching a TV, or watching the game or something, because he's just a look on his face, like, oh shit, that was a good play or a good throw. Nope, dude's over here dropping his pizza. He starts <laughs> off with it. Well, this is embarrassing. Okay, next game. Talk next. about embarrassing, though. Holy shit, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Atlanta Falcons versus the Jets. Go ahead and get into this. He yeah. dropped his fucking <laughs> So, uh, Atlanta, they played some starters. Matt Ryan played a lot. He got hit a lot, man. I was a little worried for him. Their offensive line did not look too solid there. Jets bringing some heat. Jets defense looking good. Sam Darnold continuing to look good. So, not after me talking up Atlanta for a little bit, it's it didn't look good. But again, I still trust still trust Atlanta is going to do what they're going to do this year and be good. But it was a little nerve wracking to see Matt Ryan get hit that much and then keep him in. How long did he play? Did he play the first half or the first quarter? Uh, I think he played into the second quarter, but he didn't play the full half. Gotcha. Okay. So that, this is one of those games that I did not have the opportunity to watch. So like I said, I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew what happened or anything. Um, but I do believe I saw Joe Mixon lay somebody out this game on a run to the right side. Did I see that right? Wrong Just game. Bounce the dude's Wrong head game. off the ground. Well, we're talking about we're mo- that's moving on to the next game. We- let's do that real quick oh, then. Okay. 
because now we're talking about the Bengals and Redskins. Oh, shit. Yes, 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 yes. But you are correct. He laid out Josh Norman. He was like, get out of here, little bitch. Stiffs arms him. <laughs> throws him into the ground. He's six feet under right now. And... Pause real quick. Pause real quick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Teresa's over here enacting, <laughs> reenacting the throwdown <laughs> of Josh Norman. Geek, proceed, yes. though. I just I had to share that. That was that was a good stiff arm there in the darkness. Thank you. Thank you. I've practiced the Heisman pose a lot in my career. I believe life. that my career of life. That's what it is. Um, but that dude, he's probably going to lead the AFC in rushing again. He might lead the league in rushing. I mean, honestly, he was, he's been close the last couple years. He's yeah, been last, within the top five. Last year, he was third, number one yeah. in the AFC. He was only down by like 300 yards, and he missed two games last year. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, If the Bengals can figure it out and stay healthy, they're going to be decent. If A.J. Green comes in healthy, I mean, if, if he's not healthy to start the year, don't play him. There's absolutely no need. Go the first five games without him. Exactly. You're, I mean, if you go two and three there, you still have a chance. Yep. You still have a chance to go 11 and five, 10 and six, and that might make the playoffs. It might not in the AFC, but at the same time, it might if you're in that division because all those games are going to be tough. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree there. Um, let's talk about the other team, though. Sorry, before you move on. Dwayne Haskins, I talked a lot of smack on him last week, and I almost need to take that back. Because he took a shot to the chin and dropped a bomb 55 yards down the field. I mean, just put it in the breadbasket, baby. I mean, it looks prettier than some of Russell Wilson's throws. And I give him the title for the best deep ball thrower in the league. Yeah. And Dwayne Haskins took a shot. And then I kind of went back and watched some of his throws with the game last week. And I don't, I mean, yes, you could put the blame on him. But at other times, it was just kind of like, hey, was that just the wrong read? Not necessarily the wrong read, but just like, the wrong route by the the receiver or the running back or the fullback, whoever he was throwing to, because it just looked like he put the ball somewhere where he thought someone was going to be and no one was. Yeah. So between that mix, I mean, dude, he looked good, and it looks like he's making better throws than a lot of the other. It looks, I mean, he's making better throws than Murray. Yeah. Daniel Jones is an argument, but damn, sure. he's not looking that bad. Yeah, I'm glad you're coming back to my side on this one. I said after that game that I thought that he was getting a little bit too much heat. So I thought that he looked good, and I think that he's only going to keep improving. I think that it's pretty set that he's not going to start the season. He'll probably come in a few few weeks in, and that'll give him more time to adjust and everything. So I liked what I saw, and you're right. That that deep ball was pretty. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. So, awesome. You brought up Daniel Jones. Let's talk about him for a little bit. Uh, he continued to shine in preseason. It's starting to get harder and harder to ignore. I mean, really, if Eli, I don't think if Eli has that good first drive where he's stepping into his throws. I mean, he had a couple throws there that first drive or two that he participated in that he looked pretty good. And I was like, all right, you know, that's I mean, that's Eli Manning kind of, you know, what we're, we're used to seeing in a sense. But then Daniel Jones comes in and just continues to do what he like. He just built off what he did last week in like you said, dude, if the if the Giants are struggling to start the year and that noise starts building up of Daniel Jones, I mean, at some point you have to think, hey, like maybe maybe this is the end of the era for Eli, or maybe the Giants go, no, this 
this is going to be the end of Eli, but he's going to play this last season, and then we're going to build the next year. And what they might do is just fire the general manager, Gettleman, and then just move on with Shermer and Daniel Jones and see where it goes. Yeah, it's a strong possibility. I, I do still think it would be best for him to sit just because you see – Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Keep oh, okay. going. I just have a okay. point I want to make here. Oh, okay. Okay. So I still think it'd be best for him to say, you see a lot of these rookies sometimes do very well in the preseason and they get forced into action way too early. And yes, I'm going to just say it just because it was my team. Blake Bortles is a perfect example of that. His rookie year did awesome in the preseason. Everybody's like, that's why he was the number three overall pick. Weeks one and two, Chad Henning can't do shit. They bench him. Blake Bortles comes in. And the rest is history. Given the second year, Bortles did actually really well. But that's the point is like you need you need to give this dude off as much time as possible. Mm-hmm. So here's the thought. The reason why I slight, slightly interrupted you. So I apologize for that real quick. But play this out with Eli. If it's going bad, let it go bad. Be just boom. Here we go. Let's try and get a draft pick. Then you can head into we're firing our general manager. Keep Shermer if you like, but go into next year knowing you have your future quarterback, one of the best running backs in the league, a freak in nature that I don't think we've seen yet, and in a decent tight end in Ingram, who's got speed and length. All he needs to do is put on more sides and learn how to block, or if he not, if you're not going to have him do that, then screw it. He's not going to do that. But then you have a premier tight end with speed and good hands. This next draft is probably the best receiver class that has come through in a long time. And you just got rid of one of the best receivers in the league, but you put yourself in a position to go get another one here. And there's your offense. And then after that, continue to build your defense. Because Gettleman did something that last year in this draft that no one said he does, and that's take a corner in the first round. Because, I mean, he had, did he have three draft picks or did he have two? He went and he, got three. Three, that's right. So Daniel Jones, who am Dex- I missing in the middle? Dexter Lawrence. Yes. And then the kid out of Georgia. Yep. DeAndre Baker. Baker, yep. I mean, shoot, dude. They might be setting themselves up to continue doing what they're doing if this is the last year for Eli. That is, you know, this is enough of the Giants talk, but I that just hit my, you know, hit the old brain, hit the old the old gears that are turning, so I had to spit it out, you know, moving on to the next one, though. Um, we have here our team quick recaps. Kansas City Chiefs. I watched that game sitting inside a fancy restaurant. Didn't get to hear shit. But watching that first drive with Patrick Mahomes, watching the first couple drives with Patrick Mahomes, not too impressive. Not going to lie, I got a little worried. <laughs> I was like, these throws are not very accurate. And then they fumbled, and then they the next the Steelers fumbled, and they got the ball back, and then they did nothing with it. And then Patrick Mahomes was done. Thank God he wasn't hurt. I freaked out for a moment because I looked at the screen, and he was there. I take a bite. I look back. Patrick Mahomes is gone. What happened? Sat him for the game. All good. But within that, there really wasn't that much for the Chiefs to be excited for at the beginning of that game. I know there was a rain delay. They had to push it back like an entire hour than where they were originally supposed to start. But within it, yeah, you lost. You kind of got blown out a little bit. The Steelers looked good. James Washington had another good game for the Steelers. Rudolph did not look that bad. I kind of have a feeling he might be the guy that takes over after Big Ben. I think that's another two years or so, so that's a good time to slide him in there if you know if he continues to grow behind Ben. So within that, the Steelers just had a better game. They honestly looked better. 
I think it was just a rough game to try and really evaluate anything on the offensive side of the ball due to the weather. But what about the Jaguars? How'd they look for you? Uh, kind of same old, same old as like week one. They sat something like 20 starters, so down from the 33, but still they've yet to play basically any starter on offense. An offense, None of the top five offensive linemen have played. Foles has not played. Fournette has not played. Westbrook, I think, played a couple snaps. Same with DJ Chark, and that's it. Conley hasn't played. So the only true starters that have played is the tight end position. And then on the defense, none of the defensive linemen are playing. Josh Allen played again, and he is a beast. Did you see that him running over that right tackle? Yes, that was a one play I saw from the game. And <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and defensive backs uh, played Jared Wilson, and that was really about it. So they're really not playing anybody. They'll play everybody the next week, get some things going. But overall, we 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 text about this a little bit. The Jaguars have three quarterbacks on their roster right now that are better than the shit show that they put onto the field every single week last year. Three. Three better. Not one, but three. It's unbelievable. Who's the kid that spun out of a sack inside the pocket, broke off to the left, and then decided to launch the ball, what, over 45 yards in the air? And, and almost a perfect dime. pass. Yes. It was a perfect pass. It was just dropped. It was a perfect pass. Uh, his name's Alex Magoo. And Where is Mr. Magoo from? <laughs> he's from... He Holy got, Magoo. <laughs> yeah. He was on the Seahawks early last year. They released him. And then he went to Atlanta for the whole year. So they, they cut him during the like preseason type uh, time of year. All season with the Falcons. Backing up Matt Ryan, and now he's here in Jacksonville. And there's no way they let him go. Like I think they really like Minshew as the backup. He he played very well uh, this week, um, improved a lot. And I think they really do like him. But I think they realize how good of a play player Alex is. They're not going to let him go. They're not even going to put him on practice squad to risk him getting stolen. I think that they will have three quarterbacks on their roster all year. So, I mean, how long do you think they keep Nick Foles? I mean, do you think Nick Foles is the answer for this next year or two? Where are you at with Nick Foles? Uh, it's hard to say. Like, I can't be like saying anything when you legit haven't seen him play, you know? Um, I think that he brings a lot of leadership and stuff that you don't see right now. But that deal, if I remember correctly, is really the first two years are heavy. And then the, you can kind of get out of it after two years. So if they wanted to just say two years and then move on, they could. And I could see that happening if it just doesn't work out. That makes sense. I mean, that's a good spot to put yourself in two years. Yeah. You know. Yep. I like it. I like it. Oh, so what do we what do we got next? What else we got to talk about here, sir? We're gonna talk some fantasy now. We've <laughs> we've been waiting. We've been we've been needing to do this. So let's get at it. First off, do you want to hear about my fantasy team and my draft this weekend? One hundred percent. Okay. So, again, we do an auction draft, not a snake draft. So it's not like there's rounds and whatnot. Like, you just have a budget and you bid on players and you fight your friends for them. So we do two keepers. So I kept Ezekiel Elliott and James Conner. 
So they were they were t- they were only forty eight dollars. You get two hundred dollars, and I got them for forty eight. Just for reference, a lot of people are drafting Zeke for like sixty something on his own. Okay, so I was like, all right, and we do we do three wide receivers in our lineup. So I'm like, okay, I got my two running backs. I need to I need to go wide receiver heavy. Mm-hmm. Who do you think my wide receiver one is? Tyreek Hill. It is Tyreek Hill. Okay, went good. after hard, got him, and I'm pumped. How about much? Forty seven dollars. I got him on the cheap end. Yeah, oh, I'm nice. shocked. I had I had a sixty three dollar budget in my head for him, so I was super excited. Okay, wide receiver two. Who do you think I got? Is he another big name starter? Yeah, and a guy you like, Smith Schuster. No, he got kept sadly. Dang. And Somebody, the one that I like. You and I have argued about. DJ Shark. Nope. Big name, big name dude. I'll just tell you. Mike Evans. Oh, shit. Damn it. Yeah. Hey, that's a pretty good one-two punch, sir. For sure. I'm hey, so... That's, is that then, what the text message was for where I, said, I rubbed off on you? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. My wide receiver three, who I also think is a big name dude, Allen Robinson. Where is he? Is he Chicago? That yes, that's right. I was thinking the guy that just got released by the Cowboys, Hearns. Yep. Excuse me. Yeah. So I get those three. So then I have my flex, and I wanted another running back just in case if Zeke doesn't holds out or whatnot. Right. Uh huh. I was going after Josh Jacobs. He ends up skyrocketing in the draft. Goes for way more than I wanted. So I end up getting Aaron Jones from Green Bay. Hey, there I'm you go. High, I'm very high on Aaron Jones. Yes, you should be. And then quarterback, I went. I went Andrew Luck, just hoping that he's hoping that he's healthy. Right before the draft, I watched that game, and they were showing him pregame. Dude, he was working out and looking good. I'm starting mm-hmm. to think that he's not going to miss any time. Well, that's, so, that's good for them. Good for the NFL if he doesn't. Yeah, for sure. So, my my starting lineup, let's just read this off. Andrew yeah. Luck, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, DeAndre, or what, sorry, Delaney Walker for my tight end. Okay. I only had a dollar. Just bear with me. I ran out of money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the price you paid. I only had a dollar, all right? Um, Aaron Jones. So, 12-man league, I'm pretty fucking pumped about that team. That's pretty good. I'd be looking for a new tight end. And if Robinson doesn't work out, I would be going for the other wide receiver with Chicago that was a rookie last year. Anthony Miller? Yes. I had him last year on my team, and he put up some numbers late in the year. Yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, for sure. So, I'll tell you some backups that I have. So, I I took Cortland Sutton. I took, That's a steal. Yep, I took James uh, or Jameson Crowder. That's a possible another steal. And then I got Kiki Kuti. Houston. Yep. Yeah, like those yes, are my yes, 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 th- yes. Yeah, those are my three. I'm like, I think that all three of those guys are going to have pretty decent years. I don't need them to be a number one or number two wide receiver. You know, I'm looking for that three. So I feel like I got a good variety of guys right there. I like that. I like that a lot. So what do you have for your defense? Do you have defense special teams? We do. Yeah, and I went with the Cowboys. That's good. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a guy that just switches it out often, but mm-hmm. the Cowboys first like four weeks is just money. Like they, they have a very easy start of the season. So do that. And then I obviously drafted Pollard for uh, just in case if Zeke doesn't play. And then because I wanted to play it safe in case luck didn't play, I got a backup running back and now I'm fucking regretting it. And I went Jimmy G and now I'm going to fucking drop him tonight because he looks like shit. Oh, give him the season. Knowing him, he's probably doing it on purpose. Probably that good. Smarter than everyone else. Look like shit in practice in preseason. Come out and be the MVP like Mr. Cunningham has been preaching. Yep, yep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> really not dropping him. But yep, I know everybody was super interested in hearing about my fantasy team. So I am. Because I know you, you are, but I don't this, think everybody else is. But This guy has told me this fantasy league pays for his Christmas presents for the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> <it does. laughs> this, this fantasy league is so serious, and there's so much money involved that he incorporates it in his yearly or annual budget on what he's going to do at the end of the year if he wins his fantasy league directly before Christmas. And when he's told me that, I was like, holy shit, I am never playing fantasy with you because I don't have a chance in hell. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good time for sure. All right. So you were on a podcast last week and you guys talked a little about a little bit. I guess it was two weeks ago, but it came Mm -hmm. out last week. Uh, You guys talked about some fantasy and I really enjoyed it. Yes. Yes. A lot of fantasy talk. Um, Had a couple couple names in there that I think shocked some people, which was kind of nice by me. Um, wow, talk about that. <laughs> sound like a little bit of a douchebag there. <laughs> that was nice by me. Um, I think I had some names in there that I don't think a lot of people were kind of thinking about regularly that you know I, I think really you should be. Um, yeah. and so I was kind of excited about it. What, where do you want to start at here, kind of going forward? What's your game plan within well, this fantasy talk? Let's go running back and let's name, let's name some guys that we are, we're super high on. Right, it doesn't have to be your top three, but let's just name some dudes that you're high on, and I'll start us off. Okay. So, um, and I'm actually gonna stay away from like the big five or six, right? Like everybody knows the big five or six guys, everybody's high on, right? So let's just let's stay away from that. So, guys, I'm high on. We've talked about him already. Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. I'm super high on him. I think that he's gonna have a good, another solid year. I think that if Devonte Freeman can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. he's going to be back to what Devontae Freeman was a few years ago. Guys like Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, those are guys you can get later in your draft that are going to be dudes that carry the ball and carry that team quite far. And I think so, Aaron Jones is going to be a big, a big, one of those late round big pickups that, come in and make some plays and get some points for your team to really put yourself over the edge. Another running back, I don't know if you consider this top five or six, Le'Veon Bell. He didn't play last year. This is kind of one of those guys where I was like, I think a lot of people are just really sleeping on. Don't forget about Kareem Hunt. Yes, he suspended the first couple games, or, you know, beginning of the season. But, yeah, first ten, excuse me. And here's another one, Dalvin Cook. No one's talking about him. Yep. Agreed. And if you get Cook, you got to get that the kid Madison kid as a backup. You got to handcuff him because mm-hmm. that kid looked good yesterday watching him play against Seattle. Like he wasn't going to a ton of yards, but he looked he looked like a solid runner for sure. Uh, I think that Latavius Murray. I think a lot of people are thinking that 
Kamara's just going to take over this role and just like be this workhorse. I don't think that they want him to be. I think they want his role to stay pretty similar to what he is. And that's why they paid Murray was just, hey, Murray, you're going to just take over that Ingram role. You guys are basically the same player. Yeah, just take the ball up the middle, get those hard yards. If you get a touchdown close to the end zone, perfect. And if that happens, I mean, boom, there you go. There are points. Um, Another name, and it's not just me being a homer, Damian Williams. Had a phenomenal end of the year last year. He catches the ball out of the backfield great. He makes a couple moves in the open field. And even in close quarters where he still gets those extra yards and potentially gets in the end zone. So I like him. Any running back with the Chiefs is going to be good. Darwin Thompson is another name to keep an eye out for if he continues to impress this preseason. I think the only thing that's really holding him off the field is his stature and his pass blocking ability, which he continues to build on. So that's just a guy from Kansas City that I'm personally watching. And another one is Duke Johnson. He's with the Texans. I don't know really who else they have besides Lamar at running back. And he always seems they there always seems to be something happening where he's not even playing. And so I think Duke Johnson is going to be one of those guys that just kind of starts putting up points throughout the year as it keeps going on maybe not in the beginning but you know like i said mainly about four or five games in it's like hey duke johnson's kind of starting to make some noise here yeah last three guys and then we'll move on to another position and this these are three guys that i'm high on that you take at the very end of the draft if you're in a deeper league and you an injury has to occur but it's guys that they're behind guys that have injury history right and that's going to be for me damian harris so he's behind sony michelle in new england alabama running back right he was the starter over josh jacobs mm-hmm. Eye on him cj anderson the lions brought him in for a reason carry on johnson goes down he will be the guy just like how he was with the rams and then a guy that i also like justice hill fourth round pick out of oklahoma state who's with the Ravens if Mark Ingram good and he looked good right so if he if Ingram goes down I think Justice Hill I I know they have like guys like Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon like it's a loaded backfield but like I think that Hill is just too talented yeah I mean Dixon those two guys have been there two or three years now and just haven't made any noise and Justice Hill's coming in already and making noise in the preseason and that's pretty good yep agreed all right, let's go to some wide receivers. Again, I'm going to try to ignore the bigger name guys, um, but guys like Mike Evans. I, I know he's a big name guy, but I a lot of people have him closer to like that 8 to 10 range. I think that he's going to be much higher than that. I think that guys like Chris Godwin, I mean, same team right there. I think Chris Godwin's going to have a huge year. Mm-hmm. I think that DJ Moore will have a solid year. I'm not high on guys like... Tyler Boyd, like his stats when AJ Green was not on the field were way down. Like he he needs a number one opposite of him. Um, let's see here. Robert Woods, I, I really liked what he did last year, but I'm I think that they try to get Brandon Cooks a little bit more involved. And I know that Cooks still had over eleven hundred yards last year, but I think that they try to use his speed a little bit more. No, I like that. Um, Stefan Diggs definitely going to be one of those names. Adam Thielen, of course. Yep. Um, you mentioned earlier with Crowder, 
Um, Meredith is another one um, that I've been kind of watching. I think has some potential. He just got dropped, actually, didn't he? Yeah, he did just get released, which I was a little surprised by. I thought that he would. He, I thought his talent was good enough to make a roster, but exactly. So I'm gonna go ahead and restate or you know retract that statement. Um, Sammy Watkins is who I'm gonna replace him with, though. You listen to anybody in Chiefs camp right now, and they're saying this guy looks like a totally different person. He looks better now than what he did coming out of college. I mean, he looks better than he has any of the other years that he's been in the NFL. What he did with the training staff this last season, doing different things to stay healthy, rework his body, refocus on things. He's going to be a guy that I think some people just pass on because, oh, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey is going to get all the noise. When Sammy Watkins was on the field last year for the Chiefs, they won those games. I mean, he's the reason they were in the game against the Rams. He was a big part you know, of other games throughout the year. And when he was off the field, there was a noticeable difference with what their offense was able to do. Another guy, Mike Williams, staying in the AFC West, making a lot of noise within the Chargers. Yes, he has Allen on the other side of him, but, dude, he is stepping up and looking good. Big, fast guy, goes up for those 50-50 balls. And then one last one, Christian Kirk within Arizona. I picked him up last year as a very late rounder, but about middle of the end of the year when it was just him and Josh Rosen pretty much. He's making some noise, and I just expect him to build off of that. Yeah, I like those. And Keenan Allen's out with an injury right now, so, I mean, Williams is only getting more work. Other guys I really like, Robbie Anderson, I think is going to have a big year. I think that if Will Fuller stays healthy, Watson is so much better when he's on the field. It's it's crazy how much better he is. Let's see. I think Curtis Samuel can have a good year. Tyler Lockett is going to be massive this year. With with Baldwin out, I think Lockett is primed to be like a top 12 wide receiver in fan, in fantasy purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was I mean, he was the guy last year that always he would always get like a an extra amount of points within the fourth quarter of a game. Like you could just never I mean, it would look like you'd have two or three points and all of a sudden bam, he's got like 12 or 13 because yep. he catches a touchdown or has some deep shot go to him. Mean, he always has one of those big play moments every single game. For sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much some wide receiver names that we we like. Should we go to quarterback? Real, um, we've, we went over quarterback quite a bit last time we did this, so we'll stay we'll stay away from quarterback. Uh, do you, Any sleeper tight ends? Obviously, we know the big, big three, and then a lot of people – with Evans, Howard, and like Henry, those are kind of like the big six in a sense. Ingram as well. Any other guys that you're? Oh, sorry, did I not say that? I don't think you did. Uh, okay, I meant to. I I literally read his name. I must have just not said it out loud. But yeah, um, other guys that you you're high on. Um, Jared Cook with New Orleans. There's potential that you know he has a decent year. Jordan Reed in Washington always comes up big. Um, I'm kind of just running through here on who we have. Uh, Lance Kendricks, maybe with New England. Maybe he has a couple. I mean, New England runs through their tight end, but they might not this year if they have two guys on the outside that are over 6'1". Josh Gordon coming in. That was a name we didn't even mention there. Nikhil yep. Harry is another one that we should have mentioned. I'm actually not high on Nikhil Harry for his rookie year and fantasy purposes. So no. I'm a I'm a big Harry fan. He was my wide receiver one in the draft and everything. But New England just in recent history has not had a lot of rookies do amazing things. Um, 
A guy that's a sleeper for me is Chris Herndon for the Jets. He suspended the first four games, but after that, I think that that's a guy that Sam Darnold will look for. Completely agree. I'm Eric Ebron. I mean, yeah, you know what he did last year coming from the Lions. He wasn't anything, but within the Colts, man, he fits in that offense perfectly and they use him correctly, which is awesome. Yeah. He had another touchdown this weekend. This is a touchdown machine, man. Really like, really like that. And then, yeah, like we said, we've gone over wider or quarterbacks before. It's just so deep, man. Like you can, you literally can name off like 15, 20 dudes that you'd be okay with starting it's crazy yeah. yeah so um yeah i think that's about it though i can't think of any other names that we haven't really brought up that i wanted to talk about no um anything no? on the defensive side of the ball that you're kind of keeping an eye on before we head out of here yeah so um for fantasy purposes you mean yeah 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 so i again i took the cowboys just because their record is so good and then I kind of just streamed the rest of the year. Uh, I'd be staying away from the Bears uh, in the history of fantasy. Like, no no defense has ever, like, repeated as number one or something like that. There's some yeah. crazy stat. Um, the Bills, you and I are both obviously super high on the Bills defense. Chargers defense took a hit with Derwin James, so a little bit lower on them. I think the – I mean, the Broncos, man, they looked good tonight too. I think the Broncos could cause could cause some trouble. Um Vikings and Saints, I think they're safe. I think that they're guys that you'll be you'll be happy with. But for the most part, I don't. I actually don't really see any defense, and I'm like, lock and play. You're playing every single week for me. I yep. think that this whole year, everybody's going to be streaming, and everybody's going to be added and dropped throughout the entire year. I agree. Um, a defense that I'm kind of watching here that I haven't really heard anyone say, the Green Bay Packers. They added yeah. a lot this offseason. For sure. And all they did was add to their secondary within the draft. And their defensive line with Rashawn Gary, they went and spent money. We have n- we've really never seen them do that up until this offseason, so that's great. But, yeah, they're a team that I just – I mean, they're, they might be the defense that I honestly draft just because they added so much. They added more help with Amos. They built along their defensive line. They got rid of Mike Daniels. Who gives a shit at this point? You have corners. You drafted Darnell Savage. So now you have Savage and Amos back there within the with uh, Jair Alexander. Yeah, who's and, a stud and Josh who's the Jackson. Other one? Yes, Josh, Josh Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. I mean, that's a pretty set. That's pretty good freaking secondary right there. And your linebackers are looking pretty solid as well. I mean, yeah. they're not, you know, not really no big names there, but they're they look good enough to where they're going to make some noise. And your defensive line seems to be pretty good as well. So I'm I'm rocking with the Packers defense that, you know, it's kind of my sleeper that I'm going to roll with in my fantasy leagues. I like it, dude. I really do. Cool. All right. I think that pretty much does it. So next episode, I think we're going to really dive deep into some preseason games because we're going to be – it's going to be week three where a lot of guys play. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, it'll be more of a preview since we'll be – recorded before the game start but do that maybe we'll start getting close to doing some predictions here i know that yeah. we haven't done that yet but i think it's it's getting close i i know both of us really wanted to see preseason week three before we before we dove into that but i think we're getting close to i say we just kind of do it just for shits and gigs honestly yeah kind of figure out our rhythm i mean this is our first nfl season rolling through this let's just try it week three let's just kind of yeah. see how we want to format it and go with it 
you guys listening, let us know what you think, anything you would want to do different, you know, any ideas that you have that would help us. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. But like Tree said, I, I think that about wraps up what we have. Yeah, absolutely. So, everybody, thanks for joining tonight. And tonight we've been talking football.